Mabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's welcome the Proteus Test Coach Shukri Conrad on the line. Coach, good evening. Thanks for being able to take our call on SAFM tonight. Yeah, good evening, Tom. It's great to be able to chat with you. How are you going? No, we're great, Coach. You did the unexpected today, announcing the playing 11 a day before the game. What's the thinking there? Oh, nothing special. I don't know. Our mind wasn't going to change between this morning and this evening and tomorrow morning. So uh, I think we were quite settled and comfortable. And yeah, you've got nothing to hide. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I thought we'd be announced today. Nothing, <laughs> there's nothing sinister behind it or nothing special behind it. And you are responding to a question, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think they were expecting the answer. But you made four changes to the team, coach, meaning everybody gets a chance to play. Was that the thinking here? Was it always the plan? No, I wouldn't say it was always the plan. Um, obviously, with Anrich being injured, uh, we were one team lighter. And then also Marco, we felt that Marco needs a bit of a break. Uh, it was always the plan to play two spinners in Joburg if conditions were what we thought it might be. And when we looked at the wicket yesterday, uh, we felt that, yeah, it's still the way to go. So, um, and it ended up happening that we, 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 we managed to make those changes and obviously provide Ryan Rickleton with an opportunity as well. So it wasn't by design, but um, we were always going to play the two spinners. And then with the injury and the resting of Marco, well, that's what we came up with. Well, that that will probably catch would have caught a lot of people by surprise playing two spinners at the Wanderers. Who would have thought, Coach? Because it was rare for a spinner to even get a game at the Bull Ring. Does it talk to how the pitch has changed in recent times? Yes, yes. Um, no, you're right. Uh, I think in years gone by, you'd never even consider uh, two spinners. I mean, I mean, one spinner was like you say a far cry already. But if one looks at, at how the Wanderers has played over the last uh, year or so, and how spinners have come into the game, um, and then obviously looking at the wicket, we felt, well, we didn't think it was going to change much. So, um, yeah, what a great opportunity to provide both of our spinners with, with that chance. And as the home team, how much say do you have on the, on the, on the pitch? Do you, do you give your preference? Do you give advice? Or do you just leave it to the ground staff? No, no, no. We leave it to the ground staff. They do what they do, and whatever they uh, present, and whatever in conversation with them after they prepared and get their thoughts on it, we then try and match up an eleven that uh, that speaks to what they've prepared for us. But no, I'm definitely not one to issue instructions along what sort of wickets we want in. Let's talk about some of the changes then. You've mentioned Ryan Rickleton. There's a big Ryan Rickleton fan club here on SAFM. He finally gets his opportunity. And I guess no one deserves it more, Coach, considering the form that he's been in. Was it tough to leave him out of the first test? And what did you say to him? Well, look, I think I think the conversation was not an easy one, but it was a simple one in that uh, Keegan Peterson was the incumbent. Keegan didn't tour Australia because of injury and also he had... COVID, etc., etc. So, um, yeah, it was it was only three on, on, on Keegan that he gets first run, um, and it's not now on the back of one, as I mentioned in the press that often one non-scoring match by Keegan that he gets left out. Um, it just gives us an opportunity to, to give Ryan an opportunity, you know. Um, Keegan is, is still definitely part of our plans going forward, and um, this this pitch match. Backing lineup is still a, a very much a work in progress. So 
we don't play a hell of a lot of fish in that stoppage being ventilated. Um, so I'll get a chance to give guys a go whenever I can in a, in a, in a test match itself. Yeah, Vian Mulder also comes into the side as, a, as an all-rounder. What have you made of his progress over the years, coach? And what are, what are you expecting from Vian? Yeah, Vian Vian's always been someone, I think it was Otis on arrival. Otis um, obviously liked the look of Vian. We always felt that Vian was going to, and had the potential to kick on. Um, I think, you know, his last year at Leicester in the county setup proved to be valuable for his batting. Mm. Um but look, obviously the jury's still out on on, uh, on how his bowling's gone, you know, and going. So a great opportunity for Vian. Uh, the fifth side is, and well, I, I, I'm not going to speak for Rob, but um, if we can find an all-rounder that, that can bat at seven for us, uh, um, it will really balance our team out dramatically. Um, so Vian's got an opportunity to stick his hand up tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I'm thrilled for him, you know, uh, playing on his own ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to what, what the end brings. Talking about all-rounders, th- there's been a lot of talk about the death of all-rounders in the country. Do you agree? Is, 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 this, a, is this a concern for you, coach, especially betting all-rounders? I think, I, I think all-rounders are, are, are yeah, they, <laughs> they're certainly not jumping out at us, you know. Um, and so... Yeah, we, we, in years gone by, we were spoiled. And, and look, we always knew we were going to miss uh, the greatest, uh, arguably the greatest cricketers that ever gets produced in, in Jacques and Michalis. Um And and yeah, we, we're seeing that, you know. Uh, we're constantly searching for this all-rounder that can either bat in the top six or seven uh, and, and balance out our sacks. So, um, yeah, we, we're constantly on the lookout for that. Okay, well, one player was turning out to be an all-rounder seems to be Aiden Makram with his spin. But, 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 but <laughs> you, 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 obviously you got your tenure off to a good start in Centurion coach in winning inside three days. Firstly, what positives do you take from that game? No, we take a lot of positives. Obviously, our first time out after Australia, um, where the boys were in a really dark space, so really thrilled to come out and, and, and get the W. Uh, we don't ever want to take, take that for granted. Um, we, we know that uh, we were still slightly below par, uh, especially in the batting department. It was really exciting to see our four quick bowlers operate the way they did. Um, but yeah, uh, another opportunity to present itself starting tomorrow where we can A, turn in a really good performance with a bat and ball and then B, hopefully close out the series. Yeah, and, and Aiden rewarded your faith in him after being dropped for the for the tour to Australia. Have you always seen him as an opener coach? Why do you think that's where he's best suited in this format? Yeah, look, I, I know Aiden for a long time. We, we all know that he's a special talent. He's, he's, some might say that he's flattered to be zero over the years. Um, I always felt that, um, given his skill set, that he's, he's only ever known opening the batting, you know, especially in test cricket. So uh, that's where he's achieved the bulk of his uh, success. And, and for me, it was a no-brainer when uh, getting him into the squad that he was going to open the batting. And and you mentioned Keegan earlier on. You you say you said in the press conference today that you still see him batting at five. Why do you think he's more suited then uh, to lower down the order in the middle order? Yeah, Keegan's quite an attacking batter, you know. And 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 I, and I certainly don't want to uh, curb that uh, the style of his. I, I really do believe, and I, I say five, but when I say five, I'm talking of anywhere in the middle order from four to six. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
Yeah, I, I really think that's where where he mm-hmm. going to going forward. Um, and I and I yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll uh, he'll be back in that place line sooner rather than later. There was a lot of talk in the commentary box about the decision to play Tony Dizozzi at three in the first test. Alvira Peterson felt he should have started further down on debut. Did you have those thoughts in your head also? No, it was never, never a consideration for me. Um, Tony, he opens the batting at domestic level and uh, I thought that number three would be a really good introduction for him. Um, potentially, uh, he could go go on and, and open the batting for South Africa potentially um, if, if everything works out. So, yeah, I, I think Tony's a strong enough character to deal with that. And, and what, I know commentators and <laughs> people are, are, are saying all these things, but it's not as if we've got a lot of test matches to, to have to go and, you know, with, with, with these uh, well-thought-out plans. So mm. things almost need to be accelerated in our case. Uh, because we don't have the time uh, and the luxury of quite a few test matches um, before we take on uh, the world's best in India at the end of the year. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Coach uh, Shukri Conrad. We've got a voice note here. And before we wrap up our conversation with the coach, I had a uh, second test against the West Indies tomorrow. Good evening, Tamiso. Good evening to the coach. It's Libra here. I've got two questions for the coach. Uh, the first one is with regards to the lack of test cricket. Uh, we only have one test match left uh, for the year after this one, which is against India, which is the Boxing Day test in December. Now that for me, it's a shame, especially for this young team. I would have wanted to play more test cricket. What are your thoughts about that? Is there more test cricket that maybe CSA is thinking of organizing, which is highly unlikely? If that is the case that we only have one test match left, then that would be a big shame, especially for young players that are coming through, really. And then two, in terms of Gerald Kutsia, um because i see him um as part of the future in terms of this team i think he might be one of our leaders of our bowling attack one day um how are you thinking uh, in terms of him in the future thank you libra here thanks libra let's start good evening Tavi. so good evening to the coach it's monday was uh, keegan uh, had an appetite uh, to stay on the crease uh, like a good old test player, but he ran out of uh, partners. I thought he was supposed to come a bit higher, uh, maybe number three or number four. And yes, I thought uh, Dizuzi is someone who was a debutant uh, at number four, number five. He was a be- he was better suited there. And Temba, I thought uh, with his leadership skills, he could link. The, the tail and the middle order well at number five, but I guess they, they want him up as a captain to face the music. So those are my observation only as a fan. Okay, thanks for that. I think we've touched on Keegan Peterson. Coach, there was a question about not enough test cricket being played, which you raised earlier on. How are you going to manage this and the team and the players now? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, obviously, we, we're not going to get more test cricket this year. That's a given. So we're going to have to look uh, maybe at the South African A side, try and create content there for them. And then some of these young players that are in the test side to then play in that SIA side and then obviously look at the, a younger crop just below the current test side as well, both batters and bowlers. So 
I think there's more of a realistic, realistic chance of of getting content for the South African A side um, than getting uh, more test matches for the Proteus. Um, next year looks better with eight test matches, eight or nine. Uh, but certainly this year, yeah, um, the slim pickings, and, and it's going to be tough, and we need to be very smart in our, uh, what our winter looks like with these guys. And then with Gerald Kutsier, do you see him spearheading this attack in, in the near future? Look, Gerald was superb on, on, on debut the other day. Um, when, you, when you've got someone like Gerald uh, as the fourth quickie behind KG and Anna and, and Marco, then you know you're in a good space with, with regards to fast bowling. So, yeah, I expect Gerald in years to come to take up the cudgel of being the leader of that fast bowling unit. Um, and he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. How seriously does it take his betting? I saw him work a few there in Centurion, coach. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's Andy, eh? He's more than Andy. <laughs> okay, we'll take the last one from Cape Town. Colin, good evening, my friend. Good evening, good evening, Tabitha, and good evening, coach. Coach, um, don't you think we must start picking our test team together? Because we're going to end up with guys that's played two tests, three tests, one test, two tests. We're going to start getting our test team. We're going to play India one of these. India is not uh, West Indies. We are chopping and changing, giving everybody a chance, which I agree, but I mean, um, it's about time we groom a test team, what they call a test team. Like the Aussies, the English, they got a test team. India and those guys. And you know something? I'm glad somebody, somebody has sworn that Mark Rimp is an opener. I always said he's an opener. When they put him in number three and four, that's no way. He's always been an opener. And was Aussie, his first test match, I think he was on his nerves. That's why it took so long to even uh, adapt to what was going on. He should have been, as I agree with the commentators, number four or five. What if Markham or I went out for a duck and uh, he came as an opener? Thanks very much. Explain that to me, please. Thanks, Coach. But he, I mean, Colin, but he is an opener, like the coach said, at Western Province. Coach, he's talking about having a specific test team, and I think that's the direction we are taking now with two separate coaches. Is that what you're trying to build now, a, a specific test team? Yes, I, I think so. And I, and I also, um, look, I, I hear what the callers are saying. and um, I think what I, what I want to introduce is a, is a steeliness to this side as well, where guys have got to learn and learn quickly. Um, it's unfortunate um, that we don't have the luxury of all the test matches. Um, but yeah, I've got full um, confidence in guys like Tony um, and even also Gerald uh, stepping up. I mean, Gerald's going to be one of three three bowlers tomorrow. He's only have one, one test behind his back, you know, and, and we've got to start uh, showing the confidence in these guys and, and we've got to back, back these guys. So, yeah, um, it might be a little bit of short-term pain initially, but uh, I think the longer-term games are going to be good. Yeah. And as we wrap up, Coach, what do you think led to the collapse in that second innings in Centurion? Were they out to good balls? Was it just poor shot selection? Uh, look, I mean, yes, it was good delivery. Yes, the, the, the wicket wasn't an easy one. But that doesn't equal that you've got to capitulate the way we did, you know. Um, it's become a, a, a regular occurrence. And, and that's really 
whether the, the hard work is going to be, you know, for us to to be able to withstand and, and, and to come up with a plan when the opposition are bowling well and when conditions are tough, uh, it doesn't equal a, a total collapse of the crime. And, and that's going to be the work in progress, you know. So um, we come from, from tough times and, it's, and no magic wand is just going to make them, make them uh, a, a great test uh, that we get uh, uh, anytime soon. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm small steps, baby steps for now. And just finally, a word on your support staff. You've roped in Kriya van Veik with all the experiences gained in New Zealand. What does it bring to, 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 to this team? Look, uh, I think I've got a fantastic support staff. Um, you mentioned Kriya. Kriya, obviously, from a designated role is a fielding and wicket-keeping coach. But, I mean, he, was a, he had a successful career in New Zealand as a wicket-keeper bat. And so he's been that experience. Obviously, Neil... Um, on the batting front, and yeah, Charles Langefeld was with us. We're going to have Pete Bircher join us uh, in the winter. Um, so yeah, I, I think I've got a fantastic support staff, and the, and the players are thrilled with it. That we've got to be like that. Thank you. Wonderful, Coach. Thanks for being able to take our call tonight, and all the best for the test. Always, always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks, Coach Shukri Conrad. They're speaking to us on the eve of the second test against the West Indies at the Bull Ring tomorrow. Uh, first ball at 10, but it is, it is raining outside. Can't see it from high up here on the sixth floor. All I see is the city lights of Jobek. But yeah, I, I did hear some, 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 some rumblings and some thunder there. So we hope the rain stays away tomorrow and we can get a good day of uh, cricket. Actually, for the next five days. Hopefully, we can get five days of cricket. How's that for a start, folks? Okay, we've got an, we have another voice note here for the cricket. But the coach, we've had to let him go. As you could hear the noise in the background, they're actually having supper right now at 7.30. So we had to let, them go, let him go. Good evening. 